Hey, and welcome to another week of the Rugby Report Card. I know I am excited by uh, this week's episode because I'm clearly going to get shit from uh, uh, from both Blake and Jim. Eat a um, dick, Richard. They were fucking <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's all right, boys. I got a, I got a list of texts and messages from you all to talk, uh, which I could read back to your pessimistic ways before the game and during it. Uh, but no, I, I think uh, we all know. We're here to talk about the, the Wallabies-England game. Uh, but also excited this week because it's going to be quite a short podcast because we've also got a, a potentially later on this week or next week, we've got a, a bonus feature uh, with hopefully a special guest. So looking forward to that. But as you've already heard, Jimbo Jones, we've also got uh, Blake this week. How are you, mate? And I'm good. Are you dialing back your British accent tonight? Um, no, you're just not listening as always, mate. Okay. Okay. It feels like you're just holding it back 10% tonight. No, no, not, a, not at all. All right, not just checking, all. just checking. I wouldn't blame it's, you. I wouldn't still, blame you. It still irks me by the fact that a security guard, when I last went to the UK, he asked me if I'd ever been to the UK before ever in my life. And I was like, yes, mate, I was I was born here. What are you talking about? <laughs> my wife was like, calm down, calm down. It's okay. Uh, you're one of us now, Richard. So enjoy the win with us. One calm of down. us. You, one you pu- of us. You punching on with security guards. Well, first of all, that means I'm one. I've always been one with Jim. He is the red rose, mate. He, he, he flips whenever England are on the win. We know this. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's what's good about it. But at least I'm not you squirming on that fence as you sit on it. Mate, what fence have I been Mid-wedge. sitting on? It? What fence have oh, I been sitting on? You're just all like, yeah. Uh, there's no passion in your support for England. It's just all facts and one-dimensional presentations. British, isn't it? Just I yeah. expected to lose. I know. Just like we we just weren't good enough. Shut up, man. Have some passion. Bleed red. Call them bums. Say you want Eddie Jones fired. Say it's embarrassing. <laughs> You're embarrassed to be a Brit. Wow. Uh, I bet that, you didn't think we'd say, come at you this strong this early. Well, that, that escalated quickly. Because You're embarrassed stage, to be a Brit. That, that is that is outrage. Can at I this just stage, say a lot you of are, the people though, right? No, I'm no. not embarrassed to be British, man. No. At this stage, you got to be. Right? The whole history of Britain... The entire empire, I reckon this is the low point. It is. <laughs> it's just got to be. That's you know what that is. That is this this specific moment. Stuart Broad, no, 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 most no. expensive bowler in cricket history. Yeah, that is outrageous. Backed up with one of the most blown leads, one of the biggest blown. It was blown. It was a. Tr- it was bad, man. Could surely, how do you feel? Surely, you-, you went home in. Embarrassed. You made uh, my job easy tonight, Jim. <laughs> How'd you feel if you Stuart Broad, by the way, goes for 36 in a one day over um, a game from Yuvraj Singh and then gets 35 in a test match against Bumrah or Jadeja, whoever Let's, it was? That's ridiculous. Man. Your bowl as long as Stuart Broad has, though, you're probably going to end up with one of those. Yeah, two's, one of them. Two's, 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 two's outrageous. Can I just say, um, I'd, I'd have two of those in a season if I was bowling, so I can't throw too much mud, but. Uh, Look, let's, let's go back to the rugby because, look, you know what? You've stolen actually a lot of my lines, actually, that I would actually use because I, I actually messaged you at the end of it. Well, we actually, just weren't good enough. No, no. I, actually, the, the two parts. Yeah, we weren't good enough. Absolutely disgraceful. Um, there are huge, huge question marks about the fact that Eddie Jones is – what is he doing? It's not just this one game. And, look, we, we shouldn't overreact, but – I've said this on record on this podcast for a while. England are going backwards right now. We have we are the most resourced rugby playing nation in the world. Okay, we are not a team that is moving in the right direction. And other people will say around the world, look, if you see before the last World Cup, England lost to the Barbars. England got smoked 
uh, by a couple of teams before the last World Cup, but we managed to get to a final and played well. But I'm sorry, that, that was an anomaly. This, this time is, is still not good enough. There's six nations finishing fifth a couple of times, fourth. And that performance on Saturday, you know, for the 20 minutes where we did have an extra man, um, we just didn't play smart enough. Discipline, not good enough. It's all those Eddie Jones traits, you know. Idiot that was Johnny Hill was Justin Harrison circa 2000 and whatever it was trying to get under the skin of someone else, you know, just idiocy of the highest order. So really, really disappointed. Boys, I love shitting on England more than anyone, literally anyone. But but I do think at some point we need to turn some love uh, to the spirited Wallaby performance because I think you're going to throw some... Um, messages in my face richard where i was pessimistic before the start of the game and i and i really, really no 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 was. no no, no. Um, not, not 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 before the game um, i think during the game i think oh yeah before. yeah because yeah. 48 minutes in well let's be honest first half in it was like here we go again here we go again um yeah, i really started, don't think it was uh, I, I just i don't give me a moment this is this is how this is how it felt as a wallaby fan we're 40 minutes in uh, before the game started, who I rate as the best player in the country, Tupo, out injured. Um, our pack looks fragile. I'm worried. Before kickoff, our playmaker, incredibly important, Quay Cooper, pulls up injured with two minutes before kickoff. Um, and Noah's his replacement. It's not O'Connor. It was Noah who, you know, you thought they were going to use some minutes. So he was brilliant, but we'll get to that. 40 minutes into the game, we hadn't fired a shot. Um we were only in it because England stunk. Uh, and then 30 minutes in, we get a red card. It felt painfully deja vu. It felt like all of my hopes and aspirations. And here we are, I'm a half into the rugby. Wallabies haven't fired a shot. We're missing our superstars and we've got a red card. Fuck me. Uh, and, and it was a really low point. And then this is where the praise goes to the Wallabies. They found a hell of a lot of heart. Um, some players stood up and they just hung in the fight. I don't even think they played particularly well at any point in the game. Um, I just think they, they showed heart and they hung in the fight. And I think you spoke to Eddie. I think that speaks to Rennie, that there's a culture and a belief in this team that, that hasn't been there for five years, uh, probably since the 2015 World Cup. Um, so I, I got a, a real sense of pride and accomplishment. But, mate, you're right. Talk to me 45 minutes into that game. We were paying $5 at the tab, um, $5 in a two-horse race, and it was still 6 all at the time because the blokes I was with got on the live bet um, and got the Wallabies at 5 bucks. They had more faith than I did. I certainly didn't. I thought it was all lost, so I, I, I proudly come from that position, um, and, I, and I'm proud of how the Wallabies did. But to your original point, England stunk, like stunk. This is 14 men without the playmaker, without the tight head prop, without second row. I know England have got a few injuries themselves, but these are these are stars missing. They sucked. They sucked. So that, that was where my pessimism was. Jim, were you pessimistic 40 minutes in? Or did no, you think we could get it done? I thought it was over. Yeah, well and truly, absolutely no business winning this game. Um, look, I thought what was telling them... I'm, I'm not as quick to throw around there's a there's a massive culture shift in the squad, but we did do this exact same thing last year against the French, who are a much, much better attacking outfit, albeit their B team, than what this English team is. But the only embarrassing thing for them is Owen Farrell had a pretty bad game. Um, I thought... I thought Marcus Smith had a bad game. Made the, all their attack was is Marcus Smith trying to get on the outside shoulder of two in 
from the sideline and then put some footwork together and it's just not going to work. Well, would you, you agree, control, Richard? If you, can, if you control possession with 14 men, it doesn't. it's not too big of a hindrance on your attacking style. Like, you, would, would you boys agree that a Ford-Farrell axis is much scarier to the Wallabies right now? No, I actually they think, um, I think we're trying to do too much. And I feel like they're trying to do this very specifically coach thing rather than trying to play smart test match rugby. So Eddie, Eddie Jones came out and said, we're now going to play this new brand. And we, you know, we've all talked about it before, but the problem is that Marcus Smith. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we play better. Um, we play smart, kick to the corners, chase. Um, yes, Marcus Smith can get on the outside, but Marcus Smith only gets on the outside when he, uh, when there's a, a mismatch. And unfortunately we were too labored. You know, when we got quick ball, it was it was okay, but we still went out the back every time. It wasn't playing. It was, se- it was second man play every yeah. and it wasn't playing single time. Absolutely, and it wasn't playing every what single was time. We got to ten. It was second man play. Absolutely, every and single it, time. It would have been so easy to defend against. Exactly. And it uh, wasn't but what, what I'm like, saying have is, finished? have we finished? Yeah, you it guys are tough to listen to, man. Sort it out. Yeah, but it wasn't playing what was in front of him. There was no game plan. And we talked about England before for a while, saying that we have to do it this way. And when a team overcomes us, there's no plan B. And again, it just showed on Saturday, no plan B. Try to do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I just think a um, Ford Farrell control the gameplay proper, give Marcus Smith the last 20 when the, when those holes actually open up um, because he, he's just crapping across field, shoveling shit to the blokes outside him throwing it behind the ad line um i don't know if that's coached or if that's the way he plays but but i think it's not working i think they just back um, his footwork one-on-one create something much like the try we saw um in the origin <laughs> sorry keep going <laughs> no here yeah, i i just think uh, uh yeah look it's it's a one game sample size so it's a bit harsh but as an aussie fan i'm thinking fucking pick marcus smith again that'll be all right didn't look a test fly half to me. England had plenty of pill and, and did nothing with it. Um, how about the effort, though, from some of the, the boys in gold? Like, legitimately, imagine if Michael Hooper was a teacher, man. Can you imagine that? Fuck, he'd get some results, wouldn't he? Just inspiring the lads. Just it wouldn't, uh, It'd be insane. It'd be insane. His work rate is through the roof. And he's a small dude. He's definitely lost or trimmed down a little bit. He's not the dude that was running around at the Brumbies when he was packing on more weight, it seemed. He is a small dude who never, ever gives up, particularly in his last two, three years. Like, he does not take this gold jersey lightly. I thought Caden Neville, from the get-go, just how good Yeah, what a day. Was that what effort. a day, Bo. 33 years old and to play like that. Parecki deserves accolades. His work rate, playing that Cody Taylor role on the wing, outstanding. Just the confidence he gives you at set piece. When, when was the last hooker where you had confidence that they were going to throw it in straight? Made every tackle when clearly outmatched. When there was a clear mismatch, still made an impact. Add line with ball in hand. Like, he, he himself's not a big dude, but he just manoeuvres his body. He manoeuvres his body weight in such a fashion that he does exactly what he needs to do. And he's sort of... Rennie loves these smaller hookers because he did it with the Lonigan bloke too, who has a very similar style, not the biggest dude on the field, but very, very productive with his feet and knows how to use the body 
mass that he does have. Yeah, I think the, the bonus um, with Parecki, though, is he can genuinely scrummage. Um, yeah. Because of, of his time in Europe and maybe his age, he's got that man strength. Um, I also want to give it up to the two imports. I think you say it every week, but it, when Samu Kravi is in our team, um, we're a very good team. He's probably, probably the strongest centre in the world, maybe Arm. Um, Karevi's a beast, mate. He's just adline, adline, adline. He clearly, I agree with Eddie, shouldn't kick the ball, uh, but he's adline for days. And Corabetti on the wing, our our two imports, thank you very much. Just Um, just gets his grown man on when he needs to, doesn't he? Absolutely. And Um, and Corabetti does the same shit, just gets his grown man on. Yeah, oh, you want to score on the wing? Absolutely not. Like, saved... It, you couldn't floor Corabetti's style, but definitely comes with its with its hits and misses. More no, hits, hits than misses. It's all hits, mate. You you boys are always harsh on Corabetti. He's an absolute superstar. Uh, not into it when he gets a bit frazzled and running infield and isolates himself and his ball control or ball security in the tackles. He's the only guy that every time he gets the ball, I just yell at the TV score because he might just do it. Um. What do you boys reckon about this? This is a bit harsh, but it's it's a case in point of he made the right decision. Tom Banks, how happy is he that he's got two billion yen in the bank right now? Uh, imagine imagine if he saw him a Super Rugby and he missed the next six months, lost his jersey, all for the World Cup and lost a spot. You know what I mean? It, it shows that you've got to be selfish as a professional sportsman, and he made the right decision in every um, sport. Sure. But is this too harsh that him going down is actually a blessing in disguise? It is a blessing in disguise, but I also think it can be a catastrophe in waiting, as they say, because the Japanese yen dudes over there, they'd be seeing this going, this is just not worth our investment. It's not worth our risk. If you're signing with us, you can't play the the June series, the July series. Can't do it. Oh, I think there's all legal arrangements around when the international windows are open. I'm not in those those rooms. You're in those rooms. I'm in some of those rooms. I think I'm aware of that rule. Uh, but what I was going to say, blessing in disguise is Kellaway went to 15 and and showed us why Andrew Kellaway's a 15. Yeah, decent under the high ball, isn't he? What, what do you think, Richard? Yeah, I think we've been um, saying for a while. I, I like the option of Kellaway at, uh, at fifteen. I also, um, I also don't mind the kid Pataya. I know he did well on the wing, got a, a you know um, finished really well. Uh, I think his long term position is fifteen, but uh, again, he's still learning his craft. So I think it's a good option to have Pataya on one wing and, and Kellaway as, as fullback. Kellaway is so elusive. We talk about him a lot. You know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's so wiry and um, and evades a tackle. So, so I think Kellaway is a great option at fifteen, really. So and I think gets Pataya more minutes. He won't play him. I thought he was going to get injured for sure. Every time he touches the ball, I'm like, well, he's injured. Um, I can't believe he actually got through sixty minutes. It it's the way he goes into tackles, mate. It's a complete disregard for any technique. <laughs> it's wild. Um, but I think even that opens up either a Parise or a Vinavalo on the bench wearing twenty three, um, which excites me a lot. Um, see what I mean with the Banks leaving thing. Like, I think it's a better back three, Corabetti, Parise, um, Callaway at 15. And then I love that 23. You know, Vinavalu's the Ferrari in the garage. Let's get him out. Let's see what he's got. Unproven. Um, exactly. But let's see what he's got. Well, oh, Ferrari, Ferrari's proven. He's not a... He's, he's a Tesla. Like, yeah, he's the new sports Tesla that no one's too <laughs> sure about. 
<laughs> but it could be all right. Controversial. I don't. I reckon Len Ikatow, man, he should be looking over his shoulder. I agree. Not a, not a guaranteed spot moving into next week for me. Yeah, he was he was quiet, wasn't he? He was very quiet. There's too um, much talent. There's too much talent in the centers and too many high impact players where you can design plays around with Len. If Paisami's running the same line as he does, I reckon he makes more meters. You could even make the same argument for Parise. I, I hear, but I would stick with Len long term. His defensive reads, um, he seems to control the defense. And we know Karevi, when he had his first run at the Wallabies, is that's where he struggled in the centers. He got caught out a lot. With Len organizing him, they look formidable as a defensive partnership. And it was Ikitao picking off the second man plays all day. So, yes, he didn't offer much in attack this weekend. I think he threw the last pass for Bataille's try, though, which was well-weighted. Um, he didn't make many running meters, and you're right. Right now, Parise and Paisami are probably a bigger running threat. Um, but for the sake of com- combinations and the sake of defense, um, I give him a lot of consistent minutes in that jersey. Um, I, I, I have no interest in moving him. I think the thing you have to think and remember also is that Karevi obviously uh, takes the ball up so much. And, and obviously, he also kicked the ball a few times this way. You know, uh, Ikita only carried the ball three times. And part of that is maybe that he's not looking for work, but also because, you know, Karevi is taking it up so many, uh, um, so many times as well. So we just need to be mindful of that as well. So uh, I agree it's a question mark, but it's also, um, you know, we need to do need to give him another chance, really. Yeah, and combinations, right? You, we, we need to start building this team and, and putting something together. Clearly, that was the approach with the, the eight. Let's get as many Brumbies as we can, keep the combinations, keep the rolling mall calls. Um, I think you need some consistency in that back line because they're a bit from every club at the moment. Um, the, the one that I disagreed with because we didn't get a podcast last week was Leota at six. Uh, I know he's a giant. I know he's the incumbent. I did not not expect it. Uh, but Harry Wilson literally topped every single stat in the Super Rugby. Um, and for no Reds to make this team uh, when they've won the Australian comp for two years, basically, um, I really thought Harry Wilson was really, really hard done by. Uh, but now, upon reflection, I get Leota. He's got to be. Line-out option. He plays that loose role a lot better. I reckon he's faster over the 40 yards. Um, and he's a big dude, man. He's huge. It's it's a size pick, isn't it? It's yeah, it's got to be. He's he's definitely capable of it. Harry Wilson just isn't well received in that coaching camp. No, but it worries me, right? Do we piss someone like Harry Wilson off? Yeah, he's gone. Because at this point, Pete Samo is going to be your number twenty forever. He's tucked in shirt, mullet, footwork before the game line. Pistol but, Pete. And honestly, I was saying this on the weekend that like the Crusaders use Samo well. Where did he play? Twenty. Whenever he's come off the bench, he's a freak. He's not an out and out six, seven, or eight. He's the perfect twenty, and he looks like a gentleman doing it. He's a fu- he's fucking shredded, mate. He, he looks looked like a, he game, looked so good in that tight goal. Tucked in. He he is in shape. Looked good. Um, I mean, we've had a pretty good chat of all the Wallaby boys. There's special mention to Bell, who's really standing up. Al Alatoa, we didn't get to see a lot of him. What do you boys um, think of Swain and Hills Niggle? Uh, before we get to Swain and Hills Niggle, I, I think it'd be remiss. I think there's two players actually that you haven't uh, rewarded enough with discussion. I think he was, Can I guess him? Yeah, go for it. You're going to throw Nick White our way? No. Nope. Mm, no, nah, I'm not uh, in for White. Angus, Angus Bell? 
Nope. Oh, Can I guess them, Richard? Yeah, go Lola for it. and Valentini? I would say not Valentini. By the way, just to, to oh. point, definitely Lolasia. I think, um, you know, for a player that I think we spoke about this, who was there going to be the, the starting 10? And I think um, Jim and I even talked about Lolasia starting because I think he's grown this year. I think the combination with Nick White, as you talked about combinations, has helped him a lot. But more importantly, having Karevi outside him just makes him look a much more um, test-ready footballer. Um, and I think he's grown over the last year. And I think to, to come on at that last moment, um, irrespective of how he played, must have been really tough. And then to to be so calm and composed in that situation, um, I think he deserves a huge amount of kudos. So um, Lollasia needs a, needs a big rap. Uh, yeah, then, ice uh, runs in that kid's veins. Yeah. Ice runs in his veins. That's uh, all the, I want to say. The other one, which is a very left field, because I know he wasn't on for a tremendous amount of time, but... Um, I actually think Matt Phillip deserves a, a, a huge amount of credit, actually, when he came on. I thought it was one of the, one of the best performances he's played, put in a gold shirt. Um, and I think he's someone who should be starting next week. I know Caden Neville did very, very well. Swain's going to be suspended, just like Hill's going to be suspended. And we'll talk about that in a minute. No, Hill didn't get cited. Oh, well, there you go. Um, then, I, then I think Matt, Matt Phillip did, uh, did a great job when he came on and, and proved what an international second rower is. Yeah, good. Shout, look, I couldn't be happier that Hill didn't get cited. That guy's a bum. More than happy to play him again next week. Hmm. He sucks. What do you have? Like, he was atrocious. Atrocious. So we can, we can play him again next week. No, no worries at all. That is not an England second row. It scares me. Um, yeah, what do you boys think? Swain and, and Hill, what do you think? Rookie. Uh, thought it was quite rookie. Yeah. It was an old school Eddie Jones tactic, and not just Eddie Jones. There's many coaches all around the world, I'm sure, do the same thing. Um, Swain's I'm down for the tactic. I love the tactic, actually. Yeah, and he was just. Um, I love it all. He was just very naive. How could you possibly think the headbutt is a good idea? Oh, it's an atrocious idea, but I love it all. That and and most people disagree with me here. I love Eddie with the tactic. I love Hill's delivery of it. It's it's something about fucking hard man. Get under their skin. Let's see what we can do. And, and I love that Swain headbutt atrocious decision, but I love that he didn't take any shit because he's got to be a hard man if you want to be an international second rower. Yeah, but a hard man um, doesn't. You, doesn't you pull do on Matfield's hair, Etzebet's hair. What's going to happen? You know, headbutt sure, and it wasn't even headbutt. But by the by, I like that Swain stood up for himself. Just straight up headbutt, um, mate. I'm not going to sit here and you tell me it's not yeah. a headbutt. What are you talking about? Head push at best. Head purposely moved towards someone yeah. else's head. Look, I, I I can't win this argument. Of course, it was a headbutt. Um, but I guess, <laughs> I guess um, I think what I find so frustrating though is it's again it's the what gets seen and what doesn't get seen. So you've all seen the footage now of Hill clearly hitting hitting Swain in the face. Now if that's if that's adjudicated, that's a yellow. It's actually a red contact to the head, didn't have the ball. We've seen open, reds for four Open arms. palm, mate. The open palm. It's only when you have the ball in the hand that it makes it, there's a distinction. So that's I, a straight red. I thought if they're having a little tussle side of the ruck, if the palm is open, it's only a Straight yellow. in the face. It's anyway, a, if that's That was my yellow, favourite. That's my favourite rule. <laughs> if that's given a yellow or a red, um, let's say it's given a yellow, there's no follow-up proceeding penalty later. Um, and I think it was in the New Zealand game, Scott Barrett, there was a clear red card infringement there, not picked up. Um, and whatever, the refs are human, right? But what shits me is 
what is picked up and how it can change the entire course of events. Um, well, I think I'll, that's I'll, what I'll stop you there that's and go against the ref's human. Yeah, he's human, but he also has access to 15,000 camera angles in 4K ULD. Exactly. That's why, how do you not get Hills throwing that open palm? Um, how do you not get the Scott Barrett one? And I think that's what annoys me about the red card when it's a, you know, a minor brain explosion. There's no damage to the player. Nothing gets yeah, more yeah, Scott G. Barrett launching shoulder to the face, play on. No one checked that one. Like, it's the inconsistencies of what's called and what isn't called and the impact they have on the game. It's a fucking dog's breakfast. Nothing gets more jeered than the uh, go back to the uh, two rucks ago. Let's review that. It's yeah. the most hated thing in the sport. And I think they can fall victim to letting the momentum flow, particularly if both players are just have moved on from it, particularly with our second try. I can hooper knock that on um, well and truly. Up. Slipper knocked one Slipper. on. Slipper knocked one on, yeah. Yeah, straight up knocked it on, miss. <laughs> um, so it works both ways, you know? Yeah, think, but, um, but we've got to be the careful. The impact of the cards I find more problematic. Yeah, we've just got to be careful because um, there are many other sports, as we know, watching football. And I've watched football all my life where we get frustrated by players feigning injury. And you talked about the French guy doing it in that series last year. There's going to become a time and where players are going to play act, are going to question. And like Michael Hooper, Hooper even did it, you know, didn't really know what was going on. And he's like, sir, hit me in the chin. Let's go and check. And I don't have an issue with that. We've just got to be careful that if uh, that we don't, that, that's not a trend from every playing country that we just, um, you know, become yeah, so but theatrical. The, the, the to way get it's it. adjudicated. Yeah. That's what I'm that's saying. Should have he should have gone down when he'll. That's what I'm saying. Should have. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. So it's going to go that way, which is not what I want to see. That's why we've got to be better at yeah. identifying them. Can I put a question to you both? Um, in the event that we saw your Darcy Swain in that scenario, instead of headbutting, what's the action you do? It's less cowardly than the headbutt. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I reckon I take my shirt off and, like, hockey style. Just I, t- I, tell challenge, I tell you, just challenge him to a fight, see if he takes me up on it. I tell you what I do, and you, you do exactly the same thing. You grab the corner of the jersey, so you've got the fist on the face, yeah. and you yeah. just push the fist into the face, yeah. so you're not actually throwing one. Yeah. Isn't that the standard? Yeah, that's the fix the collar over the tie. Yeah. You've got it a bit yeah. wrong. Yeah, exactly, and just push it in there and push it in there. Um, look, uh, uh, call me old school. I love a bit of argy-bargy with a type five. I love a bit of niggle. I love a bit of aggression. It's international rugby. I loved all of it. I loved all of it. I hate the outcome, and, and that's Swain's fault for – for falling for it. What do you do, Richard? What do you do in that scenario? Instead of the headbutt, you're Darcy Swain. Blake's yeah, punched dude. him in the head. I'm I'm standing there, centre field with my shirt off, challenging him to a fight. If I had Samu's rig, I'd do that too. What would you, yeah, absolutely. you do, Richard? It's, it's the case of where you hope that he uh, falls on the floor. You try and trip him to the floor and then force the uh, force the face into the, uh, uh, grab the collar and, and force the fist into the face, not actually do anything and just hold him around his just throat push on it. the floor. Yeah, yeah just absolutely. push it in there. Yeah. Let him know. Um, yeah, oh, look, bring it on. I want to see more of it in the next game. But obviously, Swain, I think it's, it's a minimum of four weeks um, for a headbutt, a maximum of 104. You'd have to think it's, it's, at, the, uh, it's at the smaller end. Um, I think Hill is, is very lucky to not also be away, but it doesn't bother me. Um, I love a villain. Um, he can go up to Suncorp and, and be the villain of this story. Um, but we've spoken about a couple of English players. Sadly, Curry 
um, is going home uh, with concussion. I saw that this afternoon, which is just horrible. Um, and I wish him all the best, but that's a big loss for England. Yeah, he can play. Um, Curry v. Hooper was, was going to be barnstorming for three tests. Um, so they're going to miss him. Do we expect any other changes? I guess the only thing I'd say is I've already given Marcus Smith a hard time, but I, I was really surprised Stewart at 15. We know his class. Um, I really had this feeling that he was going to cut us open, um, and I just didn't see much of him. But that was due to um, the fact so, at the back place every time. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he was really, really stifened. And I felt like Funapolo at eight, I know he's been out. He hasn't been in and around the England team and, and people have been calling for him back. He looked fucking old. Hmm. Like Valentini and Leota look like the younger version of him. Yeah, the player that uh, will come It's a one-test sample size, but yeah. Yeah, the, the more likely one, whether it's for Curry or whether it's for Vunavalo, I imagine um, Ludlum will come into the team. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a change in the second row because as much as Hill did his job in terms of widening people up, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that that's changed as well. Um, you know, even if it's um, Luke Cowie Dickey coming in as well, I think there'll be a few changes, but um, not a not a not a not an astronomical amount, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, we're obviously going to get here naturally. I actually think it becomes a tougher assignment for England. Um, because it looks like Teniola's back. Um, I think he's just had a baby. Teniola Jr. has come early. Yeah, so he's apparently right for the second test. Um, so I think Teniola coming back. I kind of think Philip starting over Swain, and I think Banks being out, we're a stronger team. Um, I'm not expecting Quaid back. Um, I know those, those sort of calf injuries can take a while, but I, I actually think... Australia will be picking a stronger team this weekend. Uh, whereas England, all I know about is losing Curry, um, don't seem to have massive artillery coming in. What do you think? I think we've got to be really careful here because we we had a lot of things go our way to get the result that we did. And for Lightning to strike twice, if it's going to happen, it's going to strike in Suncorp. But we could see a 42-20 scoreline in England's favour just as easily as we could see another Aussie win. I think it's very close still. Yeah, look, there's not much between these two teams. There isn't. And I, and I think I was texting you boys before it that I had the feeling that, that England would have the pack to beat Australia. Uh, and if they could get their goal kicking on point, which was really the difference in this one, yeah. um, and their box kicking on point, uh, but clearly they're missing Youngs a little bit there. Um, and Smith just doesn't seem to have that generalship of, of tactical kicking. Uh, but now that I've seen Australia's pack match it with them, Parecki, Neville, Bell, um, you know, the back row for Australia strong, I'm not as worried. I'm more confident going to the second test than I am going to the first test. Uh, but clearly there's, there's not going to be much between these two international sides regardless. No. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That would be my feelings. I think the assignment gets a little easier for Australia and a little harder for England. How good did Optus Stadium look just as a throwaway fucking pack to the rafters? I mean, the on the TV at home was outstanding. I would, I'm not a huge fan of the old oval oval, <coughs> sorry, field, but um, so good to see so many people out there. Yeah, look, look brilliant. Don't love an oval, but it, but it looked brilliant and, and Perth absolutely deserved it. Um, Proper turned out what, for it. What do you boys think next test? 
Do you agree with me? Australia, is, it's a little stronger. Jim? Oh, yeah, no, I, I would uh, I would agree with that sentiment that I think, uh, I look, Swain and Darcy is very much of a muchness. Sorry, um, Swain and Philip is very much, much, much of a muchness, but much of a much. Oh, geez. But Philip did well when he came on. Um, yes, Tupo will make a difference. Um, I've stated that I, I think the, the Quaid uh, Lolosia would be very similar. Uh, I think Lolosia is playing very well. Uh, but Tupo will make. I don't, I don't think Quaid will be back. I think he's no, no, no. What I'm saying, even oh. if he was, there wouldn't be. I think there's not much of a difference. So the one player that will be will definitely be will be Tupo that makes a difference. So therefore, um, obviously, um, Australia are stronger as a result of it. Um, however, another week on Australian soil, another week of training together. Um, yeah, it may be closer, but I agree with your point. It's just a toss of a coin, whichever team executes on the day. And I think Australia do have the players that are in better form right now. Um, and had longer time together. And so not by much, but I think Australia still do go in as favourites. Um, do, do you reckon the pressure surrounding Eddie, right? They've all, Woodward, take your pick, mate. They've all said, don't don't bother getting a flight home if you lose 3-0. Um, that's the sentiment in England, that he will not be the coach come the next Six Nations if England lose 3-0. Um, whether that's true or not, Every one of the players, the whole team would be well aware of it. Uh, probably be stoked. Um, <laughs> this is a bit of a dick. Uh, what do you reckon? Do you reckon that's adding to pressure or do you reckon that's going to force a result? I reckon you know, for a, he's for a pull season something out of the coach. Top draw. Yeah. For a seasoned coach like Eddie, man, like it's all one, it's all much for muchness, isn't it, Richard? Yeah. Thanks. Man. <laughs> um, I just reckon pressure just comes with the gig. And he's probably already resigned to the fact that he's on borrowed time, whether he wins or he loses. He's on borrowed time. He's coached for a number of years at a very high level and had a lot of success. Everyone knows that his game is the short-term turnaround. Um, and this is probably last stint, an opportunity to, to prove that wrong. Where does he go after this? That's the question we should be having. Rebels. Just stand shit. Um, all right, boys. Well, I obviously really, really enjoyed the first test of the rugby season. There's nothing quite like it. Um, and the whole weekend was bloody special. It was like a World Cup. Let's just quickly touch upon the Kiwi encounter too. Like, I thought this was a series that was going to have a lot of light. And look, Kiwis just fucking sated them. Yeah, they really did. And and COVID hit the All Blacks, right? They had no coach. They had no assistant coach. They yeah. lost four or five players. Um, it looked like if Ireland were going to do it, it was going to be this week. Um, look, Sexton going off doesn't help. I just like, had I just had this feeling that New Zealand were going to gutter Stomp Island three 0 and and my sports bet account can testify to that. I just thought uh, New Zealand's losses in the Northern Hemisphere last year will be stinging, um, and they'd be wanting to make an example. Um, and the Crusaders and the Blues look pretty business to me. New Zealand are very hard to beat at home. Ireland can cop our fate, which is you start the season by getting dusted three times by the All Blacks. I think um, um, I reckon they're in trouble. Yeah, and I think we also need to just uh, add the caveat in, and I agree with everything that you said. And New Zealand, we're obviously done with COVID, and that's the point I'm building on. But when you're when your spine is still, you know, Taylor, Italic, Salvea, Barrett, Smith. You know, Yuani, other Barrett, that's a very, very, very strong uh, spine down the middle of your team. Um, and even if you do have a few uh, 
illnesses that are missing, um, that strength of spine is going to beat most teams around the world. And I think it was Ireland's moment, uh, but um, they didn't quite reach it. And you're right, Jim, Johnny Sexton going off was, was uh, not helped. And they're not going to reach it, right? You saw they brought another team down there with them and they got pumped by the New Zealand Maori. There's, there's no one else. The, the All Blacks are only going to get stronger. Unless they start taking the piss with some selections, um, I think they're just going to smoke them in all, in all three tests. And it, I really felt like um, Ireland was us in that you play sick for 10 minutes yeah, and then you fucking blink. Someone makes an error. And Reese is under the post. Three three times. Carrying on. And you look at the scoreboard and all of a sudden you can't kick for the goals anymore. You've got to kick for the line because you're down by 20. Like you blink and it's over. In Park, um, man. It's a proper... That's what I mean. It's proper hard. In it's as close like as I get to divine intervention. There's just the shit that goes on there. There's It's cursed. There's an, yeah. there's an otherworldly presence. Um, they're, they're class, mate. They're absolutely class. Now, I didn't uh, watch this one as closely, but South Africa, Wales, from all accounts, South Africa were awful. Um, and Wales sh- probably should have won this. They, they um, won it in the death, yeah. man. Willems are kicking that PG. They didn't have Andre Pollard, who would definitely be the, mo- the prior, sorry, <coughs> the preferred 10. Yeah, from, <laughs> from what I've heard is Janchi's had an absolute Barry Crocker. Um, and Wales bought the niggle, mate. And they had three red, three yellow cards. Yeah, the Welsh. yeah they proper bought the niggle. Is had, from what I heard, had Four. thirteen at the end, um, and still but, managed to score. So I don't know. Yeah, nothing really to add there, but it's exciting. Makes that series exciting. I yeah. thought that would be three 0 to South Africa as well. So bring on the second test. Check his first win with the Los Pumas. Yeah, congratulations, Pumas. Important for Checker to start well. We know he's a coach who, like Eddie, is is very good short term. Um, so if he can get these boys ready, they'll be tough to beat. The and he can, now. you know, he motivates men. That's what Checker does. I think um, but another really, really good short turnaround achiever, um, long term. Just we'll see. I think the thing for uh, for Checker is also got a massive advantage because. That Scottish team not having um, Hogg or Russell or Watson or one of the Greys, I think, is um, they're on a hide into nothing in that series. So I think Argentina will probably, as much as it wasn't a great game, I think Argentina will win every one of those games in that series. Yeah, oh, really. I, I, I'm getting the feeling that um, the North coming south at the moment was much like the South coming north at the end of our last season. I agree. Um, at the end of a COVID season, players are just cooked. Yeah. Um, and and um, I know pundits in the north, I listened to a few Northern Hemisphere rugby podcasts, really thought it would be a continuation of Northern dominance. Um, and I saw people back in England, 3-0. Everyone had Wales to lose, but Scotland to pick up one or two. And Ireland, this was their chance to win a series in New Zealand. But it, but it's look, it's only one week. These are all class international teams and anything can flip on a dime. Mm. But I've got the feeling that it's, tired Northern Hemisphere teams coming into frustrated, ready to prove themselves Southern Hemisphere teams. South Africa may be the only exception because they all played in the North. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. Tell me, I, tell I, me I, this, but Yeah. Um, and I love to see it, by the way. Love to see what? South gutter stopping the North. Yeah. Tell me this, though. Does the impact of these little three-test series have an impact on the uh, on the pooling of the next World Cup? 
I know why. Too late for that. It's too, too late, late for that. Yeah, they've already yeah. been set. Yeah. Fuck, am I talking about? I don't know. Um, the, uh, it does. It does obviously affect the world. The world rankings. So Australia jumped above England in the world rankings. Um, I saw this weekend. So um, obviously, it does have an impact on that, but doesn't have any impact on the World Cup. Yeah, no. I think. Um, by the way, to, to your point, uh, Blake, I, I do agree wholeheartedly. It's so hard to win away internationally, um, particularly in a COVID time. You know, I think it's uh, it's so hard. And any team out of any of those northern teams who are going to win, you know, will do will do really well because it could be whitewashed completely. Uh, fingers crossed, it is, eh? Maybe Wouldn't not. that be good? Yeah. Not really. Well, should we project to next week or wrap it up? Yeah, I, th- I think we sort of allude to it, so let's just power through. Um, maybe we can do it on the line as well if you've got it there, Jim. Yeah, I'll have a look for you, Matt Norris. We'll just do the, the, the two, huh? No, well, no line available, sorry. Too early. Well prepared as always, Jim. Kiwis run at home, and I'm going to Suncop. Who do? Yeah, Kiwis win comfortably. South Africa win comfortably. Um, and and I never like to be too confident, but I, but I do think um, Australia have got to be favourites, and I'm backing them. Yeah, me too. Yeah, full Richard. house. Yeah, full house. Full house. Um, and Argentina over Scotland for check. Yeah. yeah, Silverstone this morning, Richard. You get a you get a you get a chance to watch it. Yeah, I stayed up for the uh, for the start of the race, and then after I saw the horrendous crash that what it was, I was definitely not staying up for the extra hour before the start of the next race, before the start of the thing. But I watched the highlights, so yes, best race of the season so far. It's got to be. Yeah, it's great track. No though, questions. High speed. It quarters. is a great track. Nice and wide, so you can <laughs> overtake. Nice and wide, so you can overtake and follow well. That's so, what I like about the track. Width. <laughs> it's a strong track too. Yeah, girth. Enough room for everyone. Girth. Mm. Good girth. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so yeah, it was a good race. Wish uh, Lewis Hamilton had won. Yeah, I thought he had a chance at one point, but still. Oh, uh, can you imagine if he did? No, oh, he had a chance, mate. He was tracking science down before a uh, stupid. What was it? Ocon parked his car on the uh, on the uh, the start finish straight. Idiot. But anyway. Exactly. As always, next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I saw that crash. That was wild. Um, Isn't it? All right, boys. Yeah. Lovely to chat. Hopefully, we'll uh, be doing another one with a guest interviewee. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it, boys. And passing it up. Yeah. Catch you, boys. I'm in Queensland, actually, for the next game. Looking forward to it. All right. All right. All right. Yeah.